Welcome to the All Manner of Things podcast. This is our monthly manner for September 2019. Hi, my name's Peter. And I'm Shandell. And you're listening to the September 2019 monthly manner. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. And how are you out there in the audience there? Hope you're doing well. It's a beautiful summer's day. I know it's it's spring, but it it, it is, you know, the way it's looking, it's very summery. It is. It's also hay fever season over here in Australia where we are recording. So we're going to try and get through this episode without sneezing. Shall we make a start? Yes. Let's start. With the board games we played? Absolutely. And we've played a variety of board games this month, as of with every month. A bit few and far between some of them, but um, but still probably about three or four games, types of games, I should say. Five. We played five, five. different games. Five. Okay, yep. no. Let me, yeah, we've played a plethora. <laughs> Changed your mind. Of, we've played a plethora of board games. It's nice playing a big variety of games. So the first one we played was Six Nymphed. Oh, yeah. This we played is... this with your brother and his family, which meant we had one, two, three, four, five, six players, and it's a good game with six players. The age range would in when we're playing this is between what how old are the kids? Fourteen? Something like that. Yeah. And no, actually probably closer. Yeah, fourteen. And the oldest is what? And forty five. And as you can see, there's a huge age bracket there. But we all they all had a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. And they all learnt the game at the same time, picked up on the same strategies at the same time. It was really good. Yep. We played two games of it, I think, one after the other. Yeah. We only played a single round though each time just for the fun of it. We didn't want to keep score or anything. They were only here for a short visit, but it's fun just to play. It's that type of game where you can say, okay, play to this first person to get 66 bull heads or the first person to or play all the way through the deck or, you know, there's different yeah, ways you can play yeah. it. But we all we the way we played it was just play around and then count up your points and that's it. So we didn't have to record stuff or anything. Exactly. And that way you can end up with two winners. Rather than just having one overall winner. Yeah, yeah, from one from each game, which yeah. was fun. I think I lost both games. I think I won both games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Six and was one that we picked up last month, we told you about. And if you don't know mm. anything about the game, it's a fairly straightforward card game. Cards numbered from 1 to 130-something, I think, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe 119 or I don't know, 100 and something. It's above 100, yeah. Yep. You place them down on four rows on the centre of the table and pretty much if you cannot place a card, then you're forced or there's other conditions that force you to pick up a row of cards and as you place your card. And... What you don't want to be doing in this game is picking up cards because all the little bullhead symbols on each of those cards counts as a point at the end of the game and you want to have the least number of those. So it's yeah a very straightforward game, easy to mm-hmm. teach, easy to pick up and one for people who don't play a lot of board games, perfect for that. Yeah, A good filler game, a good. huge a, um, player range. It says you can play it from 2 to 10, I think, but I believe the sweet spot is near the middle of that. 
around six. And with um, with most card games, they're excellent to travel with as well. Yep. Okay, the other game we played was Harry Potter Codenames again. Again. We can't help ourselves. It is a good game. And this is coming from a person who's watched the movies maybe once, maybe twice at most. And I definitely know we told you all about this game last yeah. month because no, I just no. got it and we played it a bazillion times last month. Yeah. Whereas this month we only played it on one night. So we probably and played maybe two or three games of it because we tend to not just play it once. And even last week I was saying to you, uh, what am I playing? Another game of, you know, code names. Yeah. Just to, you know, as, as another filler type thing before going to bed. We and didn't, th- but yeah. I think the um, we've played, we're playing on the pictures side at the moment, but I feel like we've we've probably seen all the picture cards we given have. how much we've we played have. it. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because obviously the layouts are different every time and there's so many of those different Code yep. cards yep. and in fact, everything. I don't think and we haven't played the words. So I don't think we've got used all of that. the same clue, word clue yet. No, no. There's just That's no great. way to, Yeah, you know. Um, the other game we played was Lords of Waterdeep, which yes. is our random game drawn from yes, last month. And how did you find that one? I think that our closest Lords of Waterdeep Ever. It was, and it was I like had three points difference in the end. I we we both had different strategies, and you actually stuffed up your strategy, didn't you? Because you were after the two different types yes. of so adventures. my um the way we decided to do it was we'd deal out two lords to each player, and then you get to pick which one you keep because some of them we just don't like. So if you you don't want to be stuck with one of those ones during the game, and unfortunately. The two quest types I thought I was going for was actually one off one card, one off the other card. So I was half playing my strategy, half playing the Lord that I threw away. Um, <laughs> Which but doesn't that's okay. help. But yeah. still, you won. I still won by like three points, but so close. And to play with the Undermountain one, that has yeah. huge scores. Like to have three points different in a game where it's only, you're only going to get like 12 points is not a is a huge difference, but to have three points difference in a game where we were scoring close to two hundred points each that game, we were, we, we got both over. went yeah we both were over two hundred. We'd gone around the board twice, um, and only three points in it after all of that was yeah it was a good game. Well, my strategy or my lord, it was all about how many adventure cards. They're adventure cards, aren't they? Quests, quest cards. How many quest cards you can um, achieve? And so, yeah, I was just doing all sorts of small little quests here and there and I got off to an excellent start. Uh, he was like, what, were. halfway around the score track before I even made my first score? Uh, it, I was worried. I was worried and I was – and I didn't even have any of the big 40-point yeah. quests. It's, it's like that though. The number of times I've played that game and I'm like, wow, this feels really uneven – and then the and other slowly person you just, just claw yourself yeah, back. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's it's crazy. It's and it's just brilliant. I don't know how it works, but it's just brilliant the way that comes together. And we play with both the Scalport and the Undermountain expansions when we play. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to play them both together, but we always do. And I find I don't know which one it is, but I find lately when I play that game, I play a lot more intrigue cards because you start to realise if you play oh, the intrigue right. card, yeah. you get you get the benefit of that card. 
Plus, you get to reuse your person and get the benefit of a different location. So why wouldn't you make the most of that if you can? Like, it's just, yeah, brilliant game. Still love that game. Mm-hmm. That is that is probably one of my games that I just say, you have to own that game. It is like a staple for any we board game collection. We do say that a lot in a lot of our reviews, though. You have to own this game. Yeah, but, but Lords of Waterdeep more than anything else. Yeah, a worker placement game We're, with the expansion. Number one worker placement game, I yep. have to say. It's just... It's always there. It's a classic. It just yep. does so well in a games night or it just even just the two of us. It just feels a complete game. Yep. And like like we were saying with that, your strategy was this and my strategy was that and you don't play the same strategy because last time I remember looking for those big 40-point quests whereas this time I didn't get any of those. So you don't play the same strategy each time you play like – it's, yeah, it's yeah, good. Yeah, it's definitely. Good. Definitely. The the Lords do f- force your strategy to change significantly and you're the best. The, the more you adapt to that, the better off you're going to be yeah. in winning. And the next game, I can't remember what the next game was. Oh, oh, now. You can. Yes, uh, you can. Gape from 100 billion. Billion. B- 100 billion million zillion, no, Escape from 100 million BC. This is a brilliant game. This, we it bought this. It caught me underwear. Yeah, we bought this game, um, The Promise of the Premise. Yes. Which was a thematic, fun thematic game. You know, your, your time machines crash landed. There's dinosaurs trying to attack you. Stuck There's, on a volcano. Yep. you got to find the equipment that's fallen out of the time machine and the time machine parts. And at the same time, you've got random people from history being thrown through time rifts appearing and you need to return them back to their own times. And we love thematic feel games yep. and this game, it didn't fail to deliver on no, that. It was absolutely. great. Absolutely, it, it, A lot of the game logic centered around what you think should happen. Yep. And I really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed the the running around discovering and flipping over tiles and oh there's a, there's a part here or there's a, there's a herbivore. Oh man, my goodness, the herbivores are more deadly. I can tell you this now in yeah, the carnivores than the carnivores. So in They were for us. Yeah. There's just a lot of them and they they do pack Hunting a lot, exactly. They and hunt, we're both we're both really voice. scared to go into the water. I know yeah. it is. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh man, my goodness. It's not like we saw particularly no. bad dinosaurs in the no. water. We were just. I think we'd recently seen the Meg, so we're like, no, we can't go in the water. <laughs> That's going to be really bad if we go in there. Well, we have to get the time machine parts. I'm sure there's some in there. And the fun of like random people from history being thrown in, like oh, yeah. Frederick Nietzsche, got thrown through we were just sitting watching he came out of a time ref got thrown in the air he landed right on a freaking t-rex and he got eaten and we're like well that sucks because (laughs) there's nothing we can do about that exactly a part of history has just been removed and eaten by a dinosaur and it was just where he landed there was nothing we could do about it so it's a lot of fun with that whole aspect the first time we played we lost miserably yes and the second time we played, we finished it, which is to say that, you know, we went back after, um, we went back through after trying to save as many people as possible, trying to kill as least number of dinosaurs yeah, as possible. because you don't want to affect the time paradox. Exactly. 
So there we are, trying our best, and we made it back. And you tell us how what happened. Well, as soon as we arrived back, we were apprehended by robots because the world was run by robots, and we were taken in for a study. So yeah, Frederick Nietzsche has got a lot to explain for. Well, yeah. that actually. You know, he's, he's probably done the world a lot of good because otherwise I think right now there'd the be, world be run by robots. Run by robots. Yep. There you go. Done. Yep. So in a normal in a normal cop, we could probably say we won. But in this one, we're like, yeah, you yeah. You, you did okay. We could, we could you made it back to your time. Yeah, exactly. But you might have stuffed a few things up along the way. I think we might have been better off with the dinosaurs after all that. Yeah. I think we killed killed a few too many dinosaurs and left left a couple of Snickers bars behind or something that just screwed with the time machine. Machine time gun. Paradox. We left. We left a machine gun. Oh, that's behind. what it was. Yeah, we left some hiking boots behind, but they were okay because they just degraded and then uh, they didn't affect the time paradox at all. Mm-hmm. Machine but gun though, not so great. Don't leave that behind with the dinosaurs. Well, maybe that's how the robots. Because if you saw the machine, the parts, you know, things evolves quicker. The technology. Who knows? So you say the dinosaurs created the robots. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, fun game. Just yeah. thematically fun. It was everything we wanted in that game it delivered on, which was great. And, yes, that on that huge haul of seven games that we picked up, I would almost say that's my favourite. Don't forget Alien Encounters. I know. I, I'm not forgetting Alien Encounters. And Alien Encounters was really good deck builder. But that one took me by surprise. I don't know. It, it, I, I got to uh, – yeah. How, how can you, how you, can you compare, compare a deck builder with, with, with that game? You can't. They're two separate types of games. But, but they were both good games. Definitely. And even Blue Lagoon, which I wouldn't say was a, you know, a great favourite must-have game, but it took me by surprise how good it was. Like once we started playing, mm. we are like, oh, this game, Strategy's this game is there. good. And Six Nymphed on top of that. Was that, was, that was not from that same hall though. Oh, that was from right. the other hall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. All right, so we played Escape from 100 fact, million BC twice. In fact, I'd say the worst of the games, dare I say this, was the game we went out and searched to find and yeah. buy and we paid full price for. Yep, I agree. Are we going to say what it is? I don't know. Should we? <laughs> yeah, we might as well. Chronicles, Chronicles of, of Crime. Crime. Yeah. yeah. Chronicles of Crime was just did not hit the mark for us. No. It was too much of a video game and we play board games because we don't like video games. Exactly. So. Anyway, moving on. Um, we did play another game this month. We played Istanbul the Dice Game. Oh, that yeah. was also from that hall, wasn't it? Yes. So, Damn, that was a good game as well. Yeah. That was so a good haul. It was. We played this one again. Uh, we played this one again. I know we've only played it in recent months, but we just felt like bringing it out again. So we did and we enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I bit one-sided. Yeah. But the game's over pretty fast. So you put you out of your pain, put you yeah, out of your misery quite yeah, quickly. Yeah. It, it, what it really comes down to is how fast you can get those extra dice, extra dice, and the mosques. And as soon as you get the extra dice, and then you get yourself an extra re-roll at the start of each turn, then you can get you just build yeah. very quickly. And so it doesn't seem like there's any catch-up mechanics there for no. the other person. But it's just on the shuffle on how fast those extra dice. Yep. And the unfortunate thing that happened was I got the first extra dice and then when the next extra dice came up I just happened to I had yeah and I happened to roll the I happened to roll the right dice to get it in that turn. So I got two extra dice and Pete had none. 
I felt quite brutal doing it. I didn't really want to take it because it just felt unfair. But Pete told me I had to because it was part of the game, so I did. It is. That's Um, fine. And again, this is one of those games where it doesn't hurt as much to lose. Because at the end of the day, you just go, well, you know, it's a roll of the dice. Yep. And you just got the right roll. And considering I had two extra dice throughout most of the game and I had all those good mosques, I had an extra card, I had an extra re-roll, I had an extra action, all these things, and I only, it was came down to seven rubies to five rubies. So you were still very, very close. Some of it is, there's a little bit of strategy there as well. Um, but I try oh, to make the what, dice mosques. work for me, yeah. maybe a little bit more than what you did at the end there. I think you were just playing a little kind with some of those <laughs> some of those decisions, but still, it's okay. It, look, you know, as I said, it's one of those games you don't feel that bad about losing, and because it's the luck of the dice roll. Yeah, and you just you know that's it. I think when we talked about this game in the past, actually I cannot remember if this was one of the games that we talked about in that podcast episode where we lost everything because of the bad quality. So just in case it is, um, you pretty much, you're just rolling dice. They've got different symbols. You can collect goods. So if you roll two of the same goods, you can get a good token. And then you can also get money. Two different types will get you a a crystal, crystal, which crystals get used for re-rolls. So the re-rolls work Yahtzee style. You can re-roll any number of the dice that you pick. Um, you can get money, you can get cards, which have, you know, different bonuses on them. And you're trying to then trade in those goods and money for rubies. First person to six rubies, game ends, and then whoever's got the most rubies wins. And it's two to four players. I'd be very interested to see how it plays with four players. It might actually be a little bit more fair with those dice, extra dice. Yeah, because you probably wouldn't be able to get two dice with one person. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe as a house rule, we should probably remove the extra dice. Maybe. That would make it interesting if everyone's stuck with just the starting five dice. Hmm. With the two-player, I think removing those extra dice would probably make it a lot more fair. Yep. Um, the What I was going to say about it is when we first talked about it was that it was it was quite it's quite abstract. It's rolling dice, looking for symbols and stuff. But when we were playing it yesterday, I just felt a little bit more like because it's you know Istanbul based on the um, board game Istanbul, which is based on a marketplace, a bustling marketplace where you're going around to the different stands and picking up different goods and trading different goods and all that sort of stuff, and. Playing it with dice yesterday, and do I do I risk doing a re-roll now? Do I risk mm, trying mm. to get that set when if I well I've got a guaranteed this set, but it doesn't get me as much points, you know? And you just sort of you feel like you're in the back alleys. I just felt like I was in a back alley playing yeah. a game of luck with some yeah. dice, yeah. and that was kind of cool. I yeah. enjoyed that. So that's it. Those are our five games for this month. Really good, really good. I didn't recall there being that many games we played this month, but it's been excellent little variety there. And I would say I've played all the games probably twice, except for yes. the dice game, Istanbul dice game. We only played that once. Yep. But I think uh, it's good. Lords we, of Waterdeep we only played once because it's right, a longer yeah. game. But one of those things where we're kind of like play it twice and mix it up, put another board game on the on the table, and we've got enough there. And even this. Month, well, even the last time we packed up 
uh, Istanbul. I was looking across at uh, Ex Libris and yeah, and a few of the other games. And I was like, oh, I should really bring that one out. And then we've got the ones that we still have to haven't played: City of Spies and Selenia from the two yeah, from those yeah. halls the last couple of months, which are keen to itching to get on the table. So, in terms of all manner of things, this month. Apart from our monthly manner, that's the only podcast we've released, and we haven't done anything on the website and social media um, at the moment, but we have been doing a bit of work in the background because I made our first player aid to go cheat sheet sort of thing to go with a board game that we're going to put up on Board Game Geek. We'll also put it up on our website. I might put it up on our website first so you can see it there first. Exclusive to you guys first. For like a month and then we'll put it up on Board Game Geek. Yeah. Um, For Escape from 100 Million BC because there were certain rules that we did have to keep looking up, Mm. especially when to add Paradox to the Paradox track and how much Paradox to add each time. Um, So we just made a cheat sheet which is – it's not all the rules. It's not like a full rule summary or anything like that. It's more well, just what we found we had to keep looking up. Yeah. So it's a it's a player aid for us on the things that we kept forgetting. So that's going to go up very, very soon. And on top of that, I've been writing the little quick descriptions um, for my job of board games. And I'm going to have a quick edit of those. And then I'm going to start posting them up on the website as well. So... Those are games that I haven't necessarily played but have done a lot of research for because I need to know about them to sell them in the shop and then I can tell you a little bit about them and whether or not we're interested in buying them and why we're interested in buying them or not and then we're going to put that on the website. Cool. So nothing actually out there yet but things in the works. And brewing. Mm-hmm. Which leads us to next month. Next month, yes. What game are we going to play next month? I need, need to, to go, go and get, get my phone. Do you want to do, hum a little tune? Do, 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 do. Okay, are we ready? Drum roll. The next game for next month play is Cult Express. No, we've already played that game. We've already game. played that one. So the next game. That as we'll, a random game. As a random game we'll play is... Mysteria. Ooh, now we've that's played tricky. this. We've played this as a two-player before. It doesn't work very well as a two-player. Okay. Do we want to pick a game that plays new this game, as a two-player? New player? game. Yeah, yeah. Next random game is Azul. Yeah, we can do that one. Yes. Cool. Azul for October is our random game, and I think that's it. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we say goodbye to the nice folks at home? I'm shaking my head for the radio. Yeah, nice work. You've been listening to the All Manner of Things podcast. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us, podcast at allmannerofthings.com. Or alternatively, you can visit our website at www.allmannerofthings.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.